Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. When I was growing up, I was shown one type of relationship structure, monogamy. And even though through my experiences in theater and acting, I was shown that love could be between a man and a woman, a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, I still grew up seeing relationships involving only two people. I had no clue there could be any other way. I grew up in the 1980s the divorce generation. Half of my friend's parents were divorced. There was a lot about relationships that I didn't understand because I needed maturity and life to teach me about the complexities of intimacy and partnership. With time and experience and maturity, I can see now that starting as early as my first memory, which was, I think, around four years old, I drew my conclusions and formed my beliefs about relationships from what I observed and was shown. And in all that I witnessed, all the varied emotions, words exchanged, underlying unspoken energy, I was only ever shown a relationship between two people. And until we're shown something different, we go about life not even knowing that there could be another way another option. Those blinders keep us moving in one direction, doing our best to make it work because we want to get it right. We want to feel like good people and feel successful, even if we are not the issue. I don't really remember when I first became aware that there might be another option. From the time I was in high school, I wanted a boyfriend. I was so focused on finding that one person. I was embarrassed that I couldn't seem to make a relationship work. I, I couldn't seem to stay in one past six months. That was usually the time the guy decided something wasn't right and broke up with me. I never really wanted to be single, or at least that's what I thought. I was shown through movies, TV, songs, that to be single was bad. I saw images of living a lonely life, ending up at 80 years old, all alone, no kids, and in a little apartment with dozens of cats or something like that. I was told that something must be wrong with me if I wanted to be single. And I felt that deeply and felt like a failure for a lot of the time. But there was also a part of me that really loved being on my own. I lived in a tiny 250 square foot apartment on Manhattan's Upper West Side. My apartment was decorated the way I wanted it to be. 
I came home from work, ordered delivery from the restaurant that I wanted to eat from. I watched the TV show or movie that I wanted to watch. I had been independent since a very early age. In fact, I remember in my teenage years, sitting in my room by myself, listening to music, reading magazines about my favorite bands, daydreaming, and yes, processing all that was happening in my life. But I was conditioned to believe that a goal in life was to meet someone, get engaged, get married, and start a family. And to be totally honest, there was a part of me that wanted this too. It was confusing for me. I didn't know how to unravel and question all the beliefs that I had. The one thing I did know was that I needed to heal from my parents' divorce and all the wounded, unhealthy programming that I adopted from having a front row seat to the unraveling of my family. So I focused on this for uh, over five years and it shifted a lot so much that I met and fell in love and married Matthew. Matthew was rebellious by nature. He was an intuitive healer, studied at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. I loved this about him. My rebellious nature was awakened. Not only awakened, it was encouraged and celebrated. I finally had a partner in rebellious crime. But looking back... I was more rebellious in my spirituality, not in relationships. I had so many fears about him leaving me that I became the person who chose to alter herself to keep the guy. This and this alone will always keep a person from questioning the societal conditionings they took on about relationships. I just tried to be the wife I thought he wanted, and in the end, he still ended up wanting a divorce. My biggest fear came to pass and it ended up being the best thing that could have happened to me. (laughs) Painful, yes, extremely, but transformational in the way I looked at the societal programming that was making me be a certain someone that I really wasn't. This was some of the deepest healing work I have ever done. And it was so transformational because what came from it was me spending time getting to know me and being me. I remember, this is kind of funny, but I remember my ex-husband coming into our house after we broke up. And before we'd sold it and Matthew, he looked into my refrigerator and saw beer, which I didn't typically drink before then. And he was like, who are you? But this was just a part of me getting to know myself, learning who I was, feeling out new areas in my life that I've never felt out before, and then moving through it to see like, who is this who I really am? Is this who I really am? This was a sometimes painful, many times scary, many times exhilarating process of letting everything that I thought I was go for just a moment to try on different hats, to try on different um, experiences to really get to know who I am. 
who I am under all of the conditioning, who I am under all of the beliefs that I took on before I even realized that that's what was happening. So when I met my next boyfriend backstage at a Blue Man Group performance where I was giving directorial notes to performers, we started dating really quickly. I felt like I had thrown out the rule book on what dating was supposed to look like, or maybe I decided to not even purchase the updated edition. Like I said, we got together really quickly and we got intimate immediately. And I felt free and unrestricted. I was questioning everything from what I ate. I had been a vegetarian for 10 years and ate my first steak on a date with this new boyfriend. So I was questioning what I ate to what I wore to all of my beliefs about intimate relationships. And as things progressed in this new relationship, I learned more about him. We were really honest with each other. So honest. It was like radical honesty, but it was expansive to be so honest with one another. And I felt expansive enough to question our relationship structure. I don't really remember how the idea of an open relationship came up. I didn't really seek it out, research it and say, I think I'd like to try this. The idea for the two of us was really birthed from who he had been and currently was becoming, who I had been and who I currently was becoming, and what we were choosing to experience together. He was on a deep spiritual journey, radical acceptance for who he had been or hadn't been in his marriage. I was also deepening my spiritual journey, healing myself from my past, and I was ready to be set free. And we had both been married, divorced, and we weren't wanting to play in the least bit these like relationship or dating games. We just had no time or desire for it. Thinking back, there was one very important aspect of myself that launched me into the questioning of all the societal beliefs about my relationships that I had consciously and unconsciously adopted on my path. And that was my awakened rebelliousness, that rebelliousness that Matthew first woke up in me with regards to my spirituality and my search for new and different ideas had shifted to other areas in my life. Because after my divorce, after facing one of my biggest fears and living through it, and not only surviving, but thriving through my deep transformational healing, my rebelliousness was ignited by what felt like a blowtorch and burning on an entirely new level. So this showed up in the small ways that I mentioned, like eating meat for the first time, drinking and dressing differently, and also owning my sexuality more than I had ever done or even that I was even sexual at all. But it also showed up in me first questioning all of those relationship beliefs, throwing out the ones that didn't align with me and then forming new beliefs that felt more true to who I was in the moment 
with this newfound knowledge that there were other options in terms of relationship structure, my mind was blown open, kind of like in the movie The Matrix. And once I took the red pill, my world opened up to a plethora of options. And I began the process of wanting to understand and learning to understand which ones I chose to explore, wanted to explore, were interested in exploring. And this helped me really understand which ones that I had adopted from my early childhood that actually felt aligned with me and which ones didn't. So in this episode, I'll go through a list of some of the social conditioning that I've uncovered within myself, that my clients have uncovered, and that people in my group have found have really shaped their views of relationships. And the intention is to bring awareness and to start the process for you if you're ready to begin getting to know yourself more deeply. This isn't a complete list by any means. Because you are unique and you have had a unique life up to this point, but hopefully it'll get you started. Awareness is the first step. So as I go through these different beliefs about relationships, take some time with yourself and ask yourself these questions about each one. Do I have this belief? Where did this belief come from? Is this belief serving me? Do I really believe this? Or could there be another way of looking at this? Remember to show yourself compassion. Some of these beliefs may bring up emotion, and that's okay. These are big societal beliefs, and if we have any wounding around them, meaning if we have experienced any infidelity, abuse, insecurity, then these statements may trigger those experiences. They did for me, and please know that this is a process. You don't have to tack all of these in one pass. Okay, so here we go. Relationships are only between two people. Relationships are only between a man and a woman. Marriage is the goal in relationships. I must do anything to stay in a marriage, including altering myself to be who my partner wants me to be. My partner is my other half or completes me. If I want to be single, there must be something wrong with me. Successful marriages should look and act a certain way and that there is a right way for marriages to look and act. If I'm with the right person, I should get along all the time with them, have minimal or small disagreements, retain the passion, and want to be with them all the time. Once in love, I should only have eyes and be attracted to that person for the rest of my life. If I'm attracted to someone else, the feeling should be repressed or kept as a secret. If I'm attracted to someone else, it must mean that there's something wrong in my current relationship. It's easier to cheat than to discuss my feelings openly. There is only one soulmate out there, and if I miss it, I'm out of luck and will be alone for the rest of my life. A relationship is required to be successful in life. Something is wrong or broken if I don't have a significant other. Traditional gender roles apply to relationships. Men act a certain way and women act a certain way. 
Men work and financially support, women nurture and take care of the kids and homes. If you find the one, relationships are easy. They should just know I'm upset because they love me. If they don't, they don't really love me. If they hurt me, I punish them by withholding my love and attention. Then they'll really get it. If they love me, they'll want to take care of me financially. It's my responsibility and my responsibility alone to take care of my family and to take care of my partner financially. Commitment is inhibiting and scary. I feel trapped in a relationship. The only reason to date is to marry. Did those bring up any other beliefs you may have? Start your own list and add to it with the realizations that may come to the surface. The programming that I was modeled was a monogamous relationship between a man and a woman. There are so many aspects of society that support this belief and support that not only is it the best kind of intimate relationship, but it also leads to the most security and ease. This could be the case for you, but it also may not. Only you know for you. And that's why opening yourself up to the question could, in and of itself, be a huge healing for you. Yes, scary because we never know where it may lead, but with the goal being you living a life more aligned with your values and beliefs and the freedom that comes from it, it could be one of the most important first steps you ever take. If you're wanting support in your process and are looking for a kind, caring, and compassionate group, check out my group coaching program starting in the spring of 2023. In it, we'll question, explore, and release and reprogram so many deeply held beliefs that are no longer serving you. If you want to permanently shift your relationship experience and explore diverse relationships in an accepting, loving atmosphere, click on the link in the show notes to learn more. This is big work. Most transformational inner exploration is, but you have someone in your corner cheering you on. I've got your back and it's a huge honor for me to walk this path with you. Stay tuned and stay curious. Thanks so much for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get yours sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejarislow.com, Instagram, or TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are.